This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm just feeling that international woman of mystery energy so hard right now. And so it's funny that he hosted that and now we're dating. When you try to make it look like you have everything together, the problem with that is people think you have everything together. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dina Nina. (laughs) And I'm, I think I'm the other one. Are there more hosts? I don't know. I'm Lolita D. Hey, Lolita. Hey, Dina. You're back in the U.S. I am. I'm so jet lagged. But your internet connection is great. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, burn on Europe. Ooh. (laughs) No, it's just further. So the the ability to uh, have issues is is extended by, you know, thousands of miles. (laughs) You know, the internet doesn't originate in the United States. Well, I guess it does, but whatever. Yeah, all right. Never. Moving on. Europe, where not only they do not have COVID under control, they also have really crappy Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, because the U.S. has COVID so under control. So under control. You know what? It's nice to be back in the Bay Area where people wear their masks. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. So uh, I wore my mask for the first time again today because I keep hearing about this Delta variant and I'm getting a little freaked out again. Also, my entire business depends on meetings. So what is going to happen again? You know, like I know wear your mask, people. Yes, please wear your mask. And if you are not wearing a mask, then get fucking vaccinated. Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing. The people that aren't wearing masks on principle are also the people that are not getting vaccinated on principle. So here we all are, vaccinated and wearing masks. Mm-hmm. It's like and being on the pill and wearing a condom, which, by the way, is a good idea. Whether you have a uterus or not. You know, like it's... <laughs> Get yourself on the pill. If you're a lesbian, use a dental dam. COVID spreads through vaginal and oral contact. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't. That's not... not... <laughs> I'm not using a dental dam. That is not necessarily true. <laughs> Misinformation with Dina Nina. <laughs> kind of lingus will give you COVID. <laughs> dental dams all over the world are like, thank you so much. <laughs> Finally, we're of use again. The kind of lingus train of covid originated in san francisco are you sure it didn't originate in like portland less boss less boss let's just uh, blame it on belgium oh <laughs> poor belgium and like always we would love to hear from you come on somebody please post a video on instagram and tag at i love funny women with the hashtag Hey, Dina, and you could be on the podcast or even on our YouTube. Who would not want to be on this podcast with us? Like, (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. 
Now, listen out there, whether you're loving this podcast or just minimally fond of it or just listening and wondering what's happening, nevertheless, <laughs> we'd appreciate it if you share it with your friends. Because sharing is super. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme even. What's that? It doesn't. I just thought it was fun. Hey, this is Door Girl Greg. Thank you for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. If you haven't by now, you should really go to the socials and check out at I Love Funny Women on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Because really, what else are you going to do? This week in the news. Boris Johnson's wife, Carrie, is pregnant with her second child. Do you, know, do you think it's his? I don't. I don't. I don't like, know. I hope not. Like, just the thought of him and... That was who could possibly want to have sex with that man? It's you, it's so you, it's like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, their first kid is called Wilfred, which is child abuse, right there. Agreed, a thousand percent. <laughs> I'm sorry for any Wilfred that's listening. We love you, and your choices and your parents' choices were valid. And also, no shade on Carrie if it isn't his. In fact, free Carrie and good for you, girl. Go get it. And and also, we would prefer that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It would give us something else to visualize other than... As long as it's not pretty Patels. We don't want that either. (laughs) Or Piers Morgans. Oh, my God. (laughs) Congress goes on recess just in time for the eviction moratorium to lapse, which potentially puts millions of families out of their homes. Representative Cory Bush, goddess, put congressional Democrats on blast saying that they could have extended the moratorium before they went on vacation. So instead of having a heart, our lawmakers are having a holiday in Bali. I guess when you're a lawmaker, life's a beach. Oh. You know what happens on the beach, though? You get sand in your crevices. Oh yes, I hope they get a lot of, and and those those um those little ants that bite, you know, they yes. deserve those in their crevices too. God. Now, Billie Eilish has said in an interview with the Guardian that always trying to look good is a loss of joy and freedom. I succumb that wholeheartedly. For me, <laughs> looking like shit sparks joy. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Not having to remove eyeliner and waterproof mascara right? sparks joy. Now, speaking of the rich and famous, uh, Dina, we have to talk about Benifer. Benifer. Oh my God, what rock have you been under? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck? How the, How is that a thing again? <laughs> oh my God. So she, um, I think she left A-Rod because he was having it on with a stripper or something like that. Don't sue me, I don't know the details. But he was doing something gross, and so she dumped him. That's how I like to read it. Uh, And then (laughs) she got back with Ben Affleck. What's he ever done? The movie Forces of Nature. What else? (laughs) I remembered three of them, and now I can't remember any of them except Forces of Nature. Also, once you make a mistake and move on, you think you would learn from that. I mean, honestly, I want people to write in and, and let us know if they want to get back with their ex from 20 years ago. Ugh. Did, like, just the thought of it. I mean, fair. And, I mean, what is Ben going to say? No, I don't want that ass. <laughs> I want that ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's creepy. <laughs> 
JLo's heart. I would, I would, yeah. Anyway, A Rod's an idiot. Okay. Don't sue us. We don't know what we're saying. I'm sure he's very lovely. I thought they were really nice. And I... spreads his love around. <laughs> right. Uh, they had a lovely whole Instagram thing going on with their kids and all that. I thought A Rod and JLo, they were like the OG. And now, now, now she's back with Ben Affleck. I don't know. I'm not happy about it. I like to have opinions about other people's love lives. I mean, I normally do too, but somehow I am in the dark on this one. <laughs> I just don't know how that's even possible. <laughs> hey, do you know that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie broke up? Yes. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> because I had my eye on one of those children. I want to I want to snag one. Okay, now you're being creepy again. I am. It's true. <laughs> What else is going on in the news, Dina? I don't know. I heard there was something happening with balls and swimming and things. Are you are you referring to the Olympics? Is that the thing that Simone Biles was doing? But then she realized she'd actually rather care for herself than pretend to be okay? Dang, Dina. Yes, queen. <laughs> She's a rock star, and I love that. Uh, all these people that, you know, get out of breath when they, like, walk to their car. Me. They're like, mm. I feel called out. <laughs> okay, but you weren't being mean about Simone Biles. People are so misogynist, so racist, so ableist. I mean, the whole thing is just gross. I mean, the woman is unbelievable. She's a sexual abuse survivor. And she's just, she just needs a little time out. And also, she didn't want to mess it up for her team. Like, what more of a team player can you be than to say, you know, this might not work out. I'm going to sit this one out. And then people are giving her a really hard time about it. Shame on you. Shame we on love you. you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Speaking of teams, the Dutch women's soccer team lost to the United States women's soccer team on penalties. It was 2-2 after extra time, and then they went to penalties, and Megan Rapino scored the winning goal. I know two of the words that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Rapino. Well, the United States won and Holland lost. I was so worried about you on that one. I was like, are you okay? Holland lost. And then I heard you Megan Rapino, and I'm like, now I don't know where you're going to land on this issue. <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got me right there. I mean, the Dutch part of me was a little bit upset, but wow, you know, I will always be on Team Rapino, you know, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Go, Megan. You're so cryptic. I'm not sure if I know what you're saying. <laughs> Go, Megan. I love my lesbians, is what I'm saying. I love my lesbians. <laughs> and that is all the time we have for the news today. I want to do more news. So fun. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, all you funny women. It's Door Girl Greg, and I'm here to say thank you for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. Dina, I don't have glitter in my asshole. Only in my pockets. <laughs> This week, I actually had somebody come into the studio and Ooh. sit down and talk to me across from me with microphones Ooh. on. It was so cool. Ooh. Wow. What a what a, what a a throwback experience <laughs> felt, that must have been. It felt very pre-2020, you know, like. <laughs> All right. And it was so great because she is a lovely human being. She's a comedian who moved back to the Midwest for a time period. You know, who knows how long that's going to be. Her comedy special is available on Apple Plus as well as Amazon. 
and she filmed her comedy special on the day that she was supposed to get married. Oh. <laughs> and she's also an entrepreneur who just started a company called MyBreakupRegistry.com. Oh, I like that. You can register when you have a breakup so you can get like a teapot. Yes, especially if that bitch took that tea kettle. Right. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Please welcome to the show, Natasha Pearl Hansen. Hello, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me in your oh, lovely studio. <laughs> I'm so excited to have somebody in person, like <laughs> physically in the studio with yeah. me again. It's so nice and to see you across the... Across the, the table, the- I know. It's rare that I, I was just telling you that, but I have a podcast as well and I have been doing it a lot over Zoom or with Jake since quarantine because he can do sound really well and I'm just like maybe you just should co-host this with me from now on because <laughs> we just do it in our pajamas at home it's so nice but <laughs> I'm so jealous I've That's... become so lazy now yeah. with stuff. Yeah. so uh you moved from Los Angeles back to Wisconsin Yes. You got in this relationship yeah. with Jake. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a total unplanned thing, but timing is pretty fascinating. So um, I have been in L.A. for 10 years, and 80% of my things are still in L.A., um, just chilling in storage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I split with my ex-fiance in January of 2020, and we had lived together for eight years, been together for nine and so I forewent all my things. Like, I kept my clothes in a couple end tables, but, like, the furniture was all stuff he wanted. Like, I just let him have it. Um, I walked away with no assets, no car. Oh, he, no. he had everything. So I put my things in storage. It was funny, too, because at the time I was doing really well. I had my Vegas show I had um, just a bunch of shit going on. I had a bi-coastal show. I was everywhere. And uh, part of me just wanted to go and get, like, this sick pad and, uh, (laughs) you know, just pimp out, like, as a single lady in L.A. for the first time. And something in my gut was, like, don't do that. Don't do that. And so I just put shit in storage, stayed with a friend, and... Lo and behold, March rolls around and everything shuts down. So it was like the most beautiful serendipitous moment because mm. I went home to my family's in Wisconsin, healed from the breakup because that was really tough. Yeah. And uh, or began the process of healing, yeah. I should say, and just like left my belongings behind and was there with a suitcase. Um, I was in the middle of a tour in New York when everything shut down. And so... Went back to L.A. last June for like five months, and then I just planned to come back to Wisconsin for the holidays. All my things were still in storage, so I was like free as a bird. Um, went to Colorado for a little bit, came back here, and then started dating Jake. And then, you know, I think he thought he shouldn't get too serious because he didn't know if I was going to be around. And, um, you know, a couple weeks in, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to stick around. Like there's mm-hmm. no point in me going back to LA right now. Everything's catastrophized there. So I stayed. <laughs> yeah, things were intense there too. Yeah, things were really intense. Um So for those of you who don't know, Jake Snell is a <laughs> Madison local comedian. Yeah. Um he is one of the creators and and runs uh, Madison Comedy Week here. Mhm. 
and um, Which just a really week. great, beautiful guy. He is, yes. He's too he's, cute. Like, he's it's so, so good. weird. It's so weird. Look, he's like LA cute. I know. <laughs> but with a weird mustache from I think he's better. Like the Northwoods. <laughs> I've seen, you know, I've seen so many different types of people. I've met. I've met so many people, period. And granted, when I was meeting a lot of people, I was in a relationship, so I wasn't viewing them that way. But not a lot of people impress me. Yeah. Even, you know, with their status, power, money, whatever, I've met the whole gamut. Um, and I don't I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. So it was really cool to be um, – it was really cool to be taken aback by somebody so quickly. Um, I, I really hadn't experienced that. You know, we were – saying some very very beautiful things to each other really early and you know it was uh it's pretty cool yeah so that's awesome yeah um so on tour running this thing on paper it looks like you should be on a coast (laughs) and and i feel that too because like when Mm -hmm. i was not doing well when i left la but like i had been doing things and like people knew me and you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't like super famous or anything, but I was West Hollywood famous. Oh, totally. You know, which yeah. was great. And then I got here and I didn't know what to expect because translating, moving to the middle of the country, comedian, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, don't stop doing comedy. You're going to stop doing comedy. And I was like, clearly, no. clearly I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So what, th- thinking about coming back, because I would have never, I would never go back home to Texas. Mm-hmm. You came back home. Yeah, it's a weird, it's been a weird thing to make, uh, make myself feel okay about. At least I had to do a little bit of ego checking, I would say, as the world started to open back up this year. Because um, I did, I worked my ass off for 10 years in LA. I, I do have a name for myself. Um, I'm not the hugest star, same kind of yeah. thing. Um, but I was auditioning a ton, you know, casting directors really like me. But here's the thing. I I've set myself up to be capable of doing the shit I do from anywhere. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to work that way. And um, timing wise, it worked out really nice because my special just came out in April. So that opens up doors for me all over. Yeah. It doesn't really matter where I'm based because I can hop on a plane and get anywhere. And so my team is considering me everywhere. And so they're pushing me for things on both coasts and in Chicago. Um, And I have places in Chicago and LA that I like call home away. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not in a bad spot. And me and Jake, our plan, we haven't made a plan for September yet. Our original plan was just to go to LA then. But um, when <laughs> this is a, this is something that we him and I just talked about like in depth the other day on one of our like you know just chill and hang chats. But um, when you move to a city like Los Angeles, there is no playbook or manual that teaches you how to operate properly, right? At all. There's nobody looking out for you. There's fuck all. Um, you know, <laughs> and and most of the time, don't trust any of the advice uh, no. anyone gives you. People when give you, you get terrible there. advice, <laughs> and um, so for me, something that I've learned over the pandemic, especially after going through my long breakup and having to understand how that feels to divide assets and like lose half of your income and all that type of stuff, I looked back on 
the rent that I've spent in 10 years of LA, I mean, we're talking a quarter of a million to $300,000 in rent to own zero property. Yeah. Um, so when I return back to LA, or if I sell a show and it's based in Chicago, great, I'll go there. Like, I'm totally flexible right now. Um, but I want to be in a position to fucking buy my dream situation. And I don't want to, I don't want to go back to the blowing money that a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Um, something I've been kind of telling myself, and this is going to sound, um, funny, but I think it'll come out right. We'll see. Uh, (laughs) um, like I'm looking at LA, like it's a cool party, right? But if you're a cool person, you don't need to be at the cool party because the people that are other cool people will just find you. They'll come to you. They'll come mm-hmm. to your party. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't really care if I'm there. I love what I'm up to. And the people that are supposed to be in my circle will stay in it or will come find me if I need new ones. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm just feeling that international woman of mystery energy so hard right now. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I'm. I also launched my startup recently, and mm-hmm. so. I- oh yeah, tell us about that because it's so fascinating. <laughs> I love this oh, idea. Oh, you're gonna die about and what I'm doing too. How amazing. Um, me and Jake just made a decision today for something. So, um. So my my comedy special that came out in April was shot on my canceled wedding day, which is actually how me and Jake got to be close. He hosted it. It was shot here in Madison in 2019, and um, somebody suggested, I feel like it might have been Nick Hart or somebody that I reached out to, and they were like, you should have Jake Snell host this thing. Um, and him and I had only crossed paths maybe once before, like briefly. So he... I was still with my ex, and he was with his ex. He brought her, actually, to my taping, which is funny. Um, And so it's funny that he hosted that, and now we're dating. That's so weird. It's a cute, weird story. But um, (laughs) he... Something to tell your kids. I know, right? For real. Um, But my special was shot on my canceled wedding day. So I took that as a business opportunity to turn this deal that I had with a space that wasn't going to give me my money back into he actually Jake had suggested I renegotiate the contract since it wasn't going to be a wedding anymore, which I hadn't thought to do, um, which is weird because I'm usually a negotiating queen. And I did. And they came way down and did like a deal with me based on how much I sold, like how, how much people bought at the venue. So it was way less, way less than I expected. And then I sold it out. And so I made an exactly to the dollar in my PayPal through my ticket sales what it cost me to film to the dollar, like a difference of some change. It was crazy. And That's amazing. I, I know. Like it's just how some things are aligning has been pretty wild. Um, but so in 2020 when me and my ex split um, – I was sitting up at night and like fucking around on our wedding registry. And I was like, I'm just going to change this to Natasha's marrying Natasha and send it out to all my wedding guests anyway. Cause now I need all that stuff. Like I need, I need a couch and I need a right. car and I need this. <laughs> and I was like, this would be really funny. And then I was like, huh, I wonder if there is anything like this for breakups. And I did research for a couple months and couldn't find it. So last summer while I was in quarantine in LA, 
um, I built my breakupregistry.com, which is a crowdfunding and item registry platform for people going through breakups. And I spent all of my savings putting, making it happen. Like building an intricate website like that is really expensive. So it was like $40,000, $50,000 building this site over the course of seven months. Yeah. Um, and then so <laughs> such a brilliant idea so what i was gonna do during madison comedy week because i actually am a sponsor of madison comedy week my company is uh, my company is just me it's just me it's been so much work um <laughs> instead of doing a crowdfunding campaign to help myself scale i created my own breakup registry within my platform and so on my flyers, people can donate to my registry and it goes back into my own business. Oh, that's so isn't good. That, isn't that, that cool? Is we so thought good. about that today and I was like, oh, that's perfect. So, um, so yeah, I'm working on just getting um, a little bit more going with that. I have some cool opportunities coming up on the table, but I'm trying to be really smart about it and yeah. build it right. So, yeah, but it's it's cool. I'm excited about it. <laughs> that's r- I, like I just think it's such a brilliant idea like why hasn't that happened before? I know that's so good that you got in on it I know I'm jealous <laughs> <laughs> well and that's why I was like I have to strike while the idea is hot have yeah. you ever read Big Magic no I haven't oh I love that book Big Magic summarized is like the the thought that when you when an idea comes to you or a concept it's alive Mm -hmm. and it's like coming to you so you can manifest it and make it real. And if you choose to not do that, it will go find a new host. Mm -hmm. So you can't be upset as a creative or as an entrepreneur or as whatever. If somebody else brings your idea to life and you're like, Oh, I was thinking of that, or I should have done that, or that was my idea. Or it's the concept that two people can have matching ideas. And sometimes that's actually brilliant and if that if you do find that's a case, you should sync up with that person because clearly there's some way to collaborate there mm-hmm. because you're on the same train. Um, the yeah. stories in that book are really cool. But um, so that's that was my first thought when this came to me is I was like, if I don't make this, I'll be really pissed when mm-hmm. I see it made. So, <laughs> yeah, and I feel that t- I have ideas all the time, and yeah. like I have to mind fuck them until until <laughs> I either love it and follow it through, or it's done. Yeah, like because I'm my Aries moon makes me so like I'm gonna obsess about it until it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's great, and every entrepreneur, uh, you know podcast that I listen to is always launch before you're ready mm-hmm. and it sounds like you were in there you were in that you're like I'm gonna launch before it's ready but still yeah yeah and that's you know that was the big thing that I pushed myself to do I wanted to launch hi buddy um your dog so cute <laughs> I love um I was really scared to launch because the last little bit that I had to put towards the development of the platform was the last little bit I had in my savings, yeah. you know, and I was, um, luckily, you know, Jake was super supportive. I had been either living in my parents' basement or in a house in LA that was gifted to me by miraculous godsend divine intervention. <laughs> that whole story is crazy itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, it was a big sacrifice in a lot of ways and it really checked 
checked my ego not mm-hmm. that i was walking around with like some inflated ego or anything mm-hmm. but everybody has a sense of that when you've built yeah. a career and worked your ass off and um mm-hmm. i just had to tell myself fuck it fuck what anybody thinks you're killing it like you go live your life in your parents basement right. you go do and jake was so supportive he was like spend the money like we're gonna figure everything out and um that's so and, good ooh, it got tough for a minute but we've recovered we've recovered and so but yeah i mean it always gets tough for a minute (sighs) when it comes to money and investing in yourself oh yeah and i've Mm -hmm. definitely done this so many times in my career yeah so you just have to i think i like like with you i have those moments and i'm always like the last time it was far worse you know (laughs) what i mean like or the struggle was way worse. worse like yeah so even though I'm having a really hard time financially. Maybe something's just not working. Mm-hmm. You're always like, I like, I've been through it worse, and I know that my brand is solid enough to weather Recoup. this yeah. and reco- recover. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know something me and Jake talk about a lot. But that um, scarcity mentality mm-hmm. has fallen away a lot. It comes back. It comes tickling at you sometimes she but creeps in yeah hate it <laughs> but um when you stay in a good abundance mindset you create opportunities for yourself mm-hmm. and other people or you're always trying to just like put good energy out there like that um things just fall into place like mm-hmm. i had um i had something come up for my business for me and my brand and my business that was going to be a sizable expense mm-hmm. but a smart move to market and propel this forward and you know you have to reinvest back into your business and yourself when you want to scale and this really cool opportunity like thank god i checked facebook messages but somebody reached out to me for a festival um to host to host it in um in uh september and i told them my maximum amount and said it was my minimum (laughs) isn't that and they paid it they paid it no question and I was like oh so then I made like double what this project is supposed to cost me and so like and I got half up front which was exactly the amount I needed to do this project so I mean when I think about that I'm like okay things keep coming through this is your yes from above that yeah. you're making the right choices because the option to make those choices is there. It's it's presenting itself, <laughs> you know. I love that. Trust your timing. Trust your money will keep coming in. And so, yeah. There. So one of the things that I keep trying to tell myself, like I'm emotionally and mentally I'm well, but I'm also like have like all this stuff that's just overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But I keep coming back to what's meant for me will come to me. Mm-hmm. So why do I keep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, and, and that sounds kind of like what's happening. Yeah. And I'm... also when you ask for more than your worth and you get it, how amazing does that feel? Now, yes. And it, Oh God. And it, ch- it changes everything. Like if you're in a little bit of a rut or something, just that little boost of confidence, like, Hey, this is my minimum value now. Right. So, so, yeah, <laughs> this is now what I ask for base. Yeah. And yes. like that lo- that number has slowly creeped up over time. But now it feels really good to be able to say uh, your project. And and I, this sounds really bad, but I turned down 
tons of auditions that I get for certain things because I look at the what it will get me for my brand to be on their brand and a year of usage all over the fucking place, all over the universe in, in perpetuity. And you're mm-hmm. only going to pay me $1,500? Like, yeah. absolutely no. My brand is worth way more than that. Yeah. And so um, being able to stand your ground with certain things and being able to say, if you want me to come in on this, I need at least X if you're going to use my face or my likeness or whatever. And it's good to know your value. Right. You know? And it gives you the it gives you the power to do things for people that you want to do for them when it's lower when Mm -hmm. like that's the thing that I think is so great when when I come to somebody and I'm like this is my value and then somebody is like like that's really not out of my price range but I'm like I really want to work with you Uh uh-huh so because I got this I can kind of be cool on this yeah 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 exactly and um yeah not I mean you can't always get your maximum number or ideal number or whatever that is but um but it does it does give you at least a good stance of like how to manage your time and energy better and what to what to not waste time on doing. I did so much spinning my wheels before the pandemic, you know, that that downtime really made me sit and think like, hey, how much time and energy do you want to be putting into these um uh, acquaintances that you have like who really matters to keep mm-hmm. around in your mm-hmm. in your circle and I think about the same thing with work what is worth the time mm-hmm. what is worth putting effort into um, and if it is I, I will put all of it in yeah but what I love about this conversation is something that I've really been passionate about trying to instill in in people that are starting mm-hmm. is that when you go into the entertainment business, you are an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. You're a solopreneur and your team. And you're a salesperson. Work for you. Yeah. You're a salesperson. You're, you're marketing. You're, you're everything. Branding. You're and as a solopreneur, negotiator. <laughs> on top of being a solopreneur as a creative, yeah. like it's just like there's so many things there. And so you have to come at it strategically. Yeah, you do. And, um, and you have to... Uh, you you have to be realistic for a long time until you've gained enough traction where you can be unrealistic. I like I like having realistic and unrealistic in two lanes, which is kind of a fun way to think about it. Like, what are these unrealistic things that I think would be like ridiculous if I achieved them? And I've accomplished a ton of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so as my realistic things start to exceed, like go up, so do my unrealistic. I'm never mm-hmm. catching up to my unrealistic expectations because they are realistic because I keep catching them yeah. eventually and then I just keep yeah. setting more ahead. Um, I don't know if that makes sense verbally, it's, it's, but you see it with my hands. <laughs> what, what I feel like you're saying to me is set goals out of your reach. Yeah. And eventually you'll reach them, but yeah. you'll already have set more goals and then out set of your reach. Crazy big goals, mm-hmm. but set goals that are out of your reach because when you achieve that goal, it makes you so much more confident to go to yeah. the bigger, bigger goals that you're like, I'll never get there. Ooh, I just might get there. Yeah. 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 It's. I also think sometimes having big goals and knowing that they're achievable and fighting after them is just like so maddening sometimes, though. Dude, well, you know what is pretty, <laughs> you know what's pretty interesting? And this is going to sound, this is going to be very freeing to maybe some people that are holding all this shit in. When you try to make it look like you have everything together, 
the problem with that is people think you have everything together and they don't think that you need help or need anything for that matter. Um, I think that's why I'm so raw and like <laughs> with you like for some reason when I met you I felt like I could just say Tell shit me stuff. to you I know. and I'm like everybody <laughs> thinks I have my shit together and I don't. No it was so cool it was such a good bonding moment like initially because I love that about people and I've had that happen with some huge actors that I know and, and comedians where I run into them on the street outside of like CAA or some big ass building well, one girl, she's killing it now, but she told she told me, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know what it is about me that people will do this. She stopped me on the steps and was like telling me her financial situation and was like, you don't understand. I'm not making anything. It looks like I'm making X. I'm verified on social media and I'm, I'm so poor. And I was like, tell people, tell people that. And she started being more open about that. And guess what it manifested yeah. for her? It manifested opportunity. Um, I love that. <laughs> and that's kind of like what I'm feeling like I'm tr- I'm doing lately. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, and this is the, one of the most fucked up things about being in the entertainment <laughs> industry. I got on the cover of a magazine and I was like, I should be really happy about this right now. Like, <laughs> it's my first cover. I should mm-hmm. be really happy about this. I've worked for this. And I was like, what does this mean to me? Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, I've, I'm feeling like, okay, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. It just took me a mi- moment to catch up. But, like, there are times when we get something that anybody else would be like, oh, my God. And you're yeah. like, I don't know what it means. Why is it even a thing? Yeah. I mean, it's it's – and that's a thing that I've talked to a lot of people about. You know, as you start to progress, you get more notoriety and you people do wonder what it means. Um, I have <laughs> – I have a good friend who is filming on a major TV show in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it's in its final season, and he has a place in Los Angeles that he doesn't get to be at most of the time because he's filming and living in this small place in Atlanta on purpose because mm-hmm. he's like, I already have a house. Like, I don't need a big place to film. They put me in clothes, and then I go to set. So um, he's really smart about it, and he said all he wants to do is just be done with this season. It's a huge show. He's making buku money. All he wants to do is create a voiceover studio in his house and just be home. Yeah. You know, there's certain things you have, um, goals and, th- and dreams, and then sometimes they come true and it's not all that you had hoped for and you don't feel fully fulfilled by it. So that's a big reason why I've just remained super open lately and continue to try because Mm -hmm. the more you put pressure on yourself to do one thing, you might miss the door that's like beaming open behind you, you know? And so. (laughs) It's so, so it's really nice to be able to talk to somebody that's in person um, (laughs) about these things because coming from LA Mm -hmm. and being away, I mean, I mean, I moved here and I was like, am I going to ever have a career? And I'm so like proud of what I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. But there's also like those moments that there is something so specific about being an entertainer in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then not being in L.A. But you're still like my mindset is still like I still have the same mentality. Yeah. Like I'm working for my career, whether I'm physically in L.A. or not. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing I'm doing right now. I mean, the plan is to be back out there, um, but I just want to do it better. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to. And I don't think I ever want to live there again. Mm-hmm. 
but I want to work there. If that makes sense. Like I don't, I, I, I loved it, but there's something about being in the Midwest that feels more grounding for me. I don't disagree. And you know, I like, I'd love to have an apartment there, like a small apartment mm-hmm. and then like live in the Chicago suburbs or something, you know, but totally like I, I'm definitely more of like a high rise loft kind of living person. And I love Chicago. That's where I, I started my career <laughs> and I would totally live there again. Pretty much every show I've written and pitched takes place in Chicago. Cause I'm like, give me a reason to go back. Give me a reason. Same. <laughs> and <laughs> I so, can film here, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about LA, I, for like the last six years that I was there full time where I was heavily touring and a lot of that touring I was producing myself for the mm-hmm. longest time. Um, I still do that a lot too. Um, I was making the most of my money to enjoy my life in LA outside of LA. Mm-hmm. I was, my my tours in the Midwest or other coasts were more lucrative. When I'd come to Chicago, it was more lucrative. Um, shows in LA don't pay as much. There's a lot of demand and not they pay. enough. <laughs> rarely honestly no i know rarely like i and that's one of the things i tell most of my comics that come out of the school Mm -hmm. i'm like don't expect to get paid no but when you get paid awesome in in scenes like this and this is no like this is no um disrespect to anybody in the madison comedy scene but y'all don't know what you got Mm -hmm. (laughs) you they don't know because you you're getting paid to do shows and like I watch Jake hustle his ass off to make spots that are paid for people and like we're you know we uh he produced a show that I was on and we pay everybody like 50 or 100 bucks everyone leaves happy the venue's happy we make some money and um and sell out the thing and that doesn't happen in Los Angeles like my the be- like the best pay you get on a show if it's a club, the spots are like 100, 200 bucks, maybe on a really good day. Usually they're more like 60. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is me airing stuff. And that's it's if obviously you're, much and that's bigger. And if you're booked books. Yeah, like, it's and obviously it's much bigger if you're like Theo Vaughn or Joe yeah. Rogan or whatever. But, um, but a man. Though, <laughs> that can be the case a lot of the times. I hope I hope it's equivalent for like Eliza and Whitney yeah. and all that stuff too. But um, but yeah, like I I try to like that's one thing about the Midwest that's so good. Like you you generally get even if it's twenty bucks, you're getting something. Yeah, and and we do shows like two to three times, you know, two to three a night yeah. sometimes, and get like maybe ten dollars for get for yeah. gas or you know whatever. Well, and here because I have because I have such a support system in Chicago and Wisconsin and like Minneapolis where I like spent my younger mm-hmm. chunk of my creative years, um, people come out to shit. Yeah. So I mean I can sell out a venue and make a few thousand dollars in a night, you know, and that's not even a problem. And so like it's a totally different game. So it's like I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting how my mentality is kind of flipped. Um, mm-hmm. And I do look at it like I'm going to be such a like a, a hot ticket item with like my business and stuff that like wherever city I need to be, they'll just get me there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. like I don't care where I am at all. Yeah. And I hope I get to spend some time in London, too, because I, I mean, you know. word. <laughs> 
but like I yeah I just I miss my friends in LA that's yeah. really what I get lonely for not yeah. the not the place necessarily I love visiting mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved living there but yeah. I mean I would leave it a, a week or two weeks out of every month yeah so I mean it, it would burn you out yeah pretty quick too yeah so it's been so fun talking to you. Are we already done? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so just funny. just a real quick podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So uh people can find your special on Amazon mm-hmm. and it's called Amazon Prime Video and Apple TV and it's called I Was Supposed to Get Married Today. Awesome. Um by Natasha Pearl Hansen. And uh <laughs> I'll say your name before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um my website for my startup is mybreakupregistry.com. I love it. So they go hand in hand. Congratulations. <laughs> That's so rad. Thank you. I yeah. love that you're here for now. <laughs> I am too. I am too. And wherever I end up next, that I'll love being there too, you know? <laughs> awesome. Natasha Pearl Hansen. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. And that is all the time we have for this week. Thanks again for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. You can find us on all the social media at I Love Funny Women. And we are on YouTube as well. And this podcast was written by me. And me. And you can find me on all the socials at DinaNinaXO. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Lalita D. That's D-double-E, Lalita D Comedy. And find our guest Natasha Pearl Hansen on Instagram at NPH Comedy. Our door girl Greg is on Instagram at GG Potter. And we love our announcer Krista Garner who can be found on Instagram at Krista Garner. This is an Artemis Glow studio production in association with Crossover Media and AMG. Have a great, Have a great week. week.